Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Water Cooler Checkdown Podcast. I am your host, Corey Walsh. And I'm Nick. And today we're going to take a interesting route. I feel like there will be basically no sports today. It's going to be a lot of pop culture. We're going to spice up your life a little bit. We're going to talk, uh, do some cooler talk to start, and then we're going to finish it off with some endgame. Yes, you know, the spoil- it's, if you haven't seen it yet, then you, I'm sorry, spoilers, it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> like, we felt bad for you, like, in the first two weeks. But until then, let's get rolling. Here we go. We're going to start something fresh here. <laughs> Kick the tires on some new ideas. Oh, yeah. We're doing an extended cooler talk. Basically, all cooler, all the time. A never-ending break session. <laughs> Throw it, not in the fridge. Throw it in the freezer because I'm trying to get cool. Oh, man. <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Merch available in the link below. Uh, so, I mean, I guess I'll just we'll just dive right into cooler talk. I mean... Well, I guess we'll say the date. It's June 9th. We're recording this around uh, a late night edition at uh, 9.12 p.m. Yeah, <laughs> Eastern sorry, Standard I'm, Time. I'm, I was late. <laughs> I also had work. <laughs> so, But we're, God damn it, we're going to give you the material you deserve. <laughs> for you. We're doing it for you. Uh, so I'll, I'll start <laughs> the cooler talk. Um, so basically, I don't know if you heard this. Uh, Walmart <laughs> is uh, taking the idea of to your door to a whole new level and they just decided hey you know what we're just gonna bring it right into your house <laughs> because you know what i want i want the creepy guy who who's like an ex-felon greeting you at the door to somehow then deliver it to your house <laughs> no please come in and <laughs> examine all my valuables <laughs> so a- amazon has tried like something similar where basically like someone can sign up to pick up your package from an amazon facility and then bring it to your house and that's already sketchy enough as it is now walmart <laughs> wants to go inside of your house like that, that's insane like i i don't think i told you but a, a guy pulled up to my house like last weekend in a sketchy like beige looking van and <laughs> i see him sitting there and i'm like what what the heck's this guy doing in my driveway and i, and I, and I told my dad i'm like are you expecting someone he's like no and i'm like hawkeyeing this guy (laughs) what is this guy and then he comes out with an amazon package and i'm like oh my god like of course it's it's the amazon guy like (laughs) like the most random people will just walk up to your house now like you know ice t the rapper yeah (laughs) he put on uh twitter like uh a couple weeks ago that it was like damn amazon you should really have your guys uh wear like a logo on their t-shirt or something because I, I almost just shot one of your package deliverers <laughs> for just being on my front doorstep yeah. this honestly sounds like it'd just be some weird like south park episode where they just like you'd be like oh man that would like never happen and, yeah. and here it is <laughs> they just be like craig is from amazon <laughs> no cool dude yeah literally, literally like first it's okay we're gonna you know have people come to your house and and deliver now it's oh we're gonna have people come into your house 
or c- come to your house and then go inside your house and <laughs> deliver something. What's next? It's going to be like, oh, uh, yeah, I'm going to be sleeping. So when it comes, <laughs> when my product comes here, come up, come inside and wake me up in my room and uh, let me know when it Give me here. a Walmart like a notification on my phone saying my stranger has entered my house. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, like this sounds like the beginning of like six horror movies. You're going to be like the top of my head. I guarantee you in like three weeks we'll get the. Like, we'll get like some like um, CNN ticker thing saying like, "Spoiler: Family dies due to Walmart sign up." <laughs> Walmart, in, Walmart home invasion. Yeah, <laughs> they're taking over. <laughs> That's why I would like. I could see people like just being like, "Oh, I'm gonna get a job at Walmart now. Work there for like a week. <laughs> get that get, intel. Get get that intel, and then as soon as I find one nice house." I'm just going to rob them. I'm going to find my ex-girlfriend's Karen's house and yeah. finally get my sweatshirt back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I feel like there's going to be people who just, like, get jobs at Walmart just to be able to go in their house and rob people. <laughs> like, you're fired. Like, I I've don't worked. care. I got all this stuff. <laughs> I have worked up the trust within my employees. My boss, Bill, really likes me. He's going <laughs> to send me on any mission I choose, and I choose my no-good drunk father. <laughs> That is not my father. <laughs> I just want to put that out there before things start spreading. Oh, yeah. What do, what do you got for little snippets today? Oh, man. Well, you know, I, I got some uh, I got some extended, uh, you know, you know, rants to talk about. So maybe I'll let you do one more before. All right. All right, all right. <laughs> yeah. The highly anticipated LeBron rant from Nick has come. I oh. know you've all been waiting. <laughs> You're you, get ready. Your ears are about to, you know be exploded with information right wait now. till you just want to like rip off your ears because this is the dumbest statement i've ever heard ex giant center sean o'hara have you heard of him yes he kind of looks like billy mays <laughs> um he made a new comment on newly drafted quarterback daniel jones uh, daniel jones <laughs> daniel jones the uh princessa appointed <laughs> yeah he was he was coined as the less uh, jazzy or jazzed up uh, Eli Manning. It's like, Thank God. That's what I would want as my description. Yeah. Um, Sean O'Hara went out, like, I don't know where he got interviewed, but he basically said that <laughs> Daniel Jones is the best traits from Peyton Manning and Eli Manning combined. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just want, like, a minute to let that sink in for how Sean O'Hara, I think he's an ES uh, NFL Network uh, analyst. I think he should be revoked of his title. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I think he should be thrown off the show and sent on a train to Siberia. Along with Max sports. Kellerman. Along with Max Kellerman to never, <laughs> the never two cover of, sports again. We have never gotten more hate tweets <laughs> than from the Max Kellerman apologists. Yeah, I don't oh, know. Oh, wait, those don't exist. We are <laughs> actually completely fine. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what this thing is about everyone like being so high on Daniel Jones, like, yeah, all right. I I can understand if maybe he's having a good training camp, but you know the dude played at Duke, and you know barely did anything in college. I'm not seeing how he's like automatically just going to be this insanely good pro that apparently has both the best traits of both the you know Manning brothers. It's like, all right, people, come on now. Yeah, you know who also has the best traits of both Eli of both Manning brothers? No one. No one does. <laughs> that player doesn't. Ex- what is Eli Manning's best trait? Uh, his dumb face when he throws the ball. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you would say that he he's like very um, prone, unprone to injury. I mean, he did have that record for like the most snaps without like being yeah. hurt. 
Yeah, that and until uh, Ben McAdoo came in, <laughs> he's like, "We're gonna take that from you, Eli." And he's just, <laughs> Eli's just like, "You know what? I don't even care anymore. <laughs> like, it's it's whatever." But like, seriously, these Daniel Jones guys, I don't know where they're coming from. It's definitely Giants fans who were really pissed off originally at the pick, and now they basically have to talk themselves into it because you hear it on all the, all the time on the fan that they're just like, "Hey, you know, I watched a film and uh, this Daniel Jones guy he looks uh, pretty solid. Yeah, you know, I saw his film in college and he looks like a decent passer." And then you have Francesca just be like, like we said last episode, be like, oh, "They would have been taken before six. They had to take him then." <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, like, I understand wanting to be optimistic about a new guy. It's like, but, I mean, come on now. It wasn't <laughs> like you got, like, the cream of the crop. It wasn't like you got, like, a Darnold or a Baker. Yeah. Like, they were supposed to be picked around there. Like, Baker wasn't supposed to be one, but he was supposed to be, like, in the top six. And then <laughs> Daniel Jones, who most, like, uh, draft mock drafts had him, like, at, like, the 17 range. Like was where the Giants had also had another pick, and they ba- they blatantly said like this would be a serious reach if you went for him. The Giants, <laughs> for some reason, I forget what uh, the Giants GM um, his name is right now, but uh, he oh uh, no not not McCagnan. Uh that, that was the Jets GM. It's uh oh god what that, why am I blanking on this dude right now? Intern, <laughs> it's so early for the intern. <laughs> Yes, the mountain is also available at the the wee hours of the night. <laughs> 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 but basically, while while we look up that name, uh, he Dave Gettleman. Dave Gettleman. <laughs> Gettleman basically had to say in his head, like, you know what? We could get him a seventeen, and if we don't, that's not going to work because this guy is literally amazing. I mean, have you seen him at Duke? He had the same amount of touchdowns in his whole career at Duke as freaking uh, Dwayne Haskins did in one season at Ohio State. This guy's legit. <laughs> oh, man. We- Sign him now. <laughs> First, I was like, I totally agree. <laughs> this is the best thing that the Giants have ever done since signing Coach Barcells to a mega contract. Yeah. Um, it kind of sounds like Sean O'Hara is – doing his best Billy Mays impression and trying to convince everyone. (laughs) Hi, Billy Mays here with the Daniel Jones quarterback prospect. (laughs) He is like if you combined Peyton and Eli together. (laughs) Let me tell you, he came from Ole Miss, all right? He had the same coach as Eli. He's got great skills. I'm Billy Mays. (laughs) Look how great ACC quarterbacks are in the NFL. Mitch Trubisky is below average. (laughs) Yeah. It's like who who are you, who are you trying what Kool Aid are you sipping? <laughs> yeah, seriously, I want some of that. <laughs> Give me some of that Kool Aid. It's definitely spiked. This this ad was brought to you by Tito's. <laughs> Tito's can be great in Kool Aid and everything else. Yeah. We're not sponsored by Tito's. I wish we were. <laughs> That'd be cool. Hey Tito's, if you're out there, you could ship us stuff. Absolutely. Just cool. comment on a message on us on the the gram. Yeah, seriously, we'll 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 throw you into. Every we'll make a segment. We'll be cooler talk sponsored by Tito's. I will drink Tito's during podcasts if they uh, if they sponsor us. You know what? I also might. <laughs> I'm down. Oh, absolutely. I'll we are both of legal age. Make myself a, a, a nice little Moscow mule for while, oh, while I'm doing a little get a little talk. ginger beer. <laughs> oh, of course, with a lime, bada oh, bing, bada boom. boom, right there. The gabagool. <laughs> hey, Man, so many references little, to the give last me a little episode. slice of gabagool and a little cannoli. I mean, a little something, something, some soprasada on the side. I mean, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? <laughs> you can't do much about it. <laughs> oh man, but yeah. 
everyone's going crazy over this Daniel Jones guy. It's I can't like, wait till he sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's like Giants fans suck. It's like if he's good, there's going to be so many people like, let me tell you. On, on the fan, especially, be like, let me tell you, I said from the first day I saw this guy <laughs> that Daniel Jones was going to be a star. <laughs> and then there's going to, if he sucks, then everyone on the fan's going to be like, oh, I told you they never should have drafted this guy. <laughs> They'll be like, I, we, I miss Beckham. I don't know why we let him go. Oh, yeah. We got Golden Tate. The dude can't run. Which Yo, he can't. Yeah, watch. watch. The, the, have one season of Golden Tate and on all these fans who are like, OBJ, he's got to go. He's not good for the team. They're going to be like, Damn, I wish I had that guy. Like Sterling uh, Shepard and uh, Golden Tate are pretty cool, but you know what else is really cool? Having a all-pro potential Hall of Famer wide receiver. Yeah, you know, that'd be pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah. And uh, to finish off my what my contribution to Cooler Talk before we go into this massive <laughs> spill. Oh, it's it's going to be uh, very, very large and in charge. Uh, there's this uh, Canadian celebrity that has really – not been around that much anymore. Uh, the every, everyone's least favorite uh, Canadian singer, uh, Justin Bieber, has uh, has challenged uh, another celebrity to a, a UFC fight by uh, Dana White. And uh, you're kidding. That celebrity is Tom Cruise. What? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, a Justin Bieber Tom Cruise celebrity match. His exact tweet was, I want to challenge Tom Cruise to fight in the octagon. Tom, if you don't take this fight, you're scared, and you will never live it down. Who is willing to put on the fight? And then he adds Dana White in the Twitter. <laughs> but then, of course, Barstool jumps right in and says, next rough and rowdy. Oh, I would, that was the next going to be the next words out of my mouth. Rough, rough and rowdy, 100%. But this is literally like, did you ever see that old show on uh, Cartoon Network and Adult Swim called Celebrity Deathmatch? No. So it was like... <laughs> animated uh it's sort of like the like the claymation oh, okay. animation and they would do two celebrities that would fight each other like <laughs> in a boxing ring but it would be with all this ridiculous stuff like you know someone would throw dynamite at someone else like yeah, you know, yeah, all, yeah. all crazy stuff would happen it's kind of like is mad literally, tv this is literally like yeah this is literally like a, a real life celebrity death match over here. <laughs> this is what it reminds <laughs> me of like i'm waiting i'm waiting for justin bieber to like pull out his pet monkey or something and just like tell it to attack Tom Cruise. I'm just hearing in my background like Mortal Kombat music like Mortal Kombat. And then Justin Bieber's going to make a comment about Katie Holmes and Tom's going to start strangling. I'm in love with Katie Holmes. How does it feel to be shorter than me? You're not the first person to make that joke. Just like Tom, why are you trapped in the closet? Yeah, that's great South Park episode. Yeah, that's uh, that would be a fight. Well, who, who would you put your money on? Um, I would really hope Tom Cruise would win. I think that'd be really funny. But I would say Justin Bieber would probably win that fight. You know, I hate Justin Bieber. That's, I think you know, honestly, I I feel like they could they could set a good uh, how tall is Justin Bieber? They could set good odds for that. Matt, who do you think would be favored first? Probably Bieber because you he's think younger. Bieber? Yeah, I was gonna say Bieber's <laughs> a little bit younger. He's definitely got the reach. I feel like <laughs> Tom Cruise. And we're putting the spread on the over under for rounds. I'd say. Actually, it's a celebrity fight, so it'd probably go to the end. Yeah. I don't think either of them has the strength to execute a full knockout. Yeah. So it would have to be like out of like pure like exhaustion, is what I'm thinking. So I yeah, I, th I think Bieber would probably be slightly favored in this fight. I feel like Tom's definitely with all the stunt action, you know, movies. Halfway through, Tom like Cole accuses stunt double yeah. to come in. <laughs> all right, come in, come in, come in. It's like all right, time. 
<laughs> it just puts in instant. Whoa, whoa, Tom, you can't do this. He's like, no, 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 it's okay. We do this all the time. It's in my contract. <laughs> <laughs> It's like there is Tom. No one had you sign a contract. No, it's in the contract. No, Dana had me sign it, dude. This is white's in the background. Like I didn't have him sign shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would. I don't know though. I feel like Tom Cruise could even with his small body and old age could still put up a, a, a fight. Like he would be like, uh, he'd have to be like, uh, <laughs> like the Tasmanian Devil, basically. <laughs> I feel like you know, Jay Beeps would you know hit him with these. Uh, Canadian these, hooks. These, yeah, these long Canadian hooks and everything and, and some chandelier kicks and stuff like chandelier that. Chandelier kicks. <laughs> he would, like, start naming moves after, like, his, like, past songs. <laughs> I said, baby, baby. Tom Cruise would be like, this is the move I used in uh, all of my Mission movies. Impossible 3. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So, uh, everyone, get seated. Uh, here we go. Nick Strap is Strap in. Can we have like a Colin Coward esque intro <laughs> to this segment? I'm gonna take you on a journey on why everyone has become, or excuse me, why LeBron James has become the boogeyman of the NBA. <laughs> but first, a commercial. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, I want to talk about how everyone wants to blame everything on LeBron James and LeBron James does everything wrong and I can't stand it anymore and there's two aspects of it the first aspect is that everyone wants to compare Michael Jordan and LeBron every little thing that they do down to the nth degree they want to compare and everyone for some reason now has become some this Michael Jordan apologist saying oh well Michael would never do this Michael would never do that and you know LeBron did this LeBron did that oh LeBron's a uh, you know terrible teammate all this stuff like this is ridiculous okay michael jordan was a terrible teammate first of all okay (laughs) he literally punched steve kerr in the face during practice because steve kerr raised a stink about him following someone (laughs) has lebron ever punched a teammate in the face do you think no just a whiteboard yeah just a whiteboard (laughs) okay so that that that's one thing another thing is people say oh uh lebron comes into an organization and he just takes over. Do you think Michael Jordan was not calling shots on the Bulls? I can show you interviews where of Doug Collins, who was the, the, one of the Bulls coaches when, when Michael Jordan was there. And Doug Collins says, Michael Jordan used to come up to me and say, hey, you better take this guy out. He don't want to play tonight. Literally telling the coach what to do. That sounds oddly familiar. Yeah. <laughs> so, and there's that aspect. So it's not like Michael Jordan, uh, you know, just sat you know, on the bench like a, a good little boy and never said anything, you know, to any of, of the coaching staff or, or uh, the front office or anything. It's like, that's yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> and here's another thing, too. LeBron James is an outstanding citizen. Like, I feel like the dude's never gotten a traffic ticket in his life. Michael Jordan is a degenerate gambler, okay? <laughs> degenerate gambler. Like, has a lot of problems gambling. I'll, I'll, there I'll, are suspicions he bet on games. Yeah. Oh, there's many suspicions bet on games. I'll get into a whole. Probably have to be a whole different cooler talk. But there's conspiracy theories that uh, his father was murdered when he was uh, in the NBA, and that's part of the reason that he, he quit played to go baseball. play baseball. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. thirty his, for thirty. Yeah. It was his father's dream. Jordan rides the pine. There's there's <laughs> rumors that his well his father was killed execution style. There's rumors that Jordan owed so much gambling debt to different loan sharks 
and and he wasn't paying it that they took his father and shot him because of it. Like oh, that, that that yeah, like he's such a degenerate gambler that there's rumors that he got his father killed because of it. Like, <laughs> are you serious? That is nowhere near to the citizen like uh, compares to the citizen and that LeBron, LeBron James is. What the like, nerve. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean there's there's so many things and and in terms of gambling, here here's a nice little story for you. So, Charles Barkley was playing Chuck. uh yeah, <laughs> was playing golf with Michael Knuckle Jordan head. one time and uh he said he was playing like a foursome and they were doing like $100 a hole or something like that <clears throat> or $200 a hole, something. I mean, for me and you, that's a lot of money. For them yeah. not so much. And so Charles Barkley says he's lining up his putt on on one uh green and Michael Jordan steps in his line and he goes like, "Hey Michael, like, you know, I'm trying to line up my putt. Like, can you get out of my line?" And Michael's like, Charles, just be quiet. And he's like, Mike, like, can you get out of my line? He's like, Charles, just stop. And he, and Charles Barkley said he finally said, like, Mike, I got like eight hundred dollars or a thousand dollars on this putt right here. Like, come on, move. And, and he said, Michael Jordan turns around and goes, Charles, I got three hundred thousand on this putt. Shut up. <laughs> I'm standing in your line. Like what? The dude is betting three hundred thousand dollars on on golf games. Like he's <laughs> he's a degenerate gambler. So. That's one aspect, the uh, Michael Jordan uh, and, and LeBron aspect. The other aspect is that people want to say, oh, uh, everyone has to respect what KD did because LeBron did the same thing. False. And that he, did, he, <laughs> he broke the NBA. Are you, again, are you kidding me? To compare what Kevin Durant did with what Le- LeBron did is absolutely if you think those are even in the same universe you're an insane person okay so well here let me give you some stats right here i'm excited here's here's the record of the miami heat the four seasons before they got lebron lebron his first year in in miami was the 2010 2000 slash 2011 season Mm -hmm. lost to the mavs okay so oh six the the heat win uh the championship with Shaq. right they they had a good year that year okay well, Shaq was there for, I think, one more year after that, but they were a terrible team after that. So the year after they win the championship, 06-07, 44-38. The year after that, the 07-08 season, 15-67. Solid. The year, yeah. The year after, 08-09, 43-39. Okay. And the year before LeBron gets there, they're 47-35. and 35. So like this was worst. literally a team that was going <laughs> four, 500, four or 500 every single season with the exception of the 15-67 and 67 season. And uh, they're trying to compare that to KD going to a team that went seventy-three and nine the year before. Child's okay, play. seventy-three <laughs> and nine. That was literally the record for the most wins in a single season. And that dude goes to that team to compare the team he lost to. Yeah, not only that, the team that he lost to, 3-1. who were up three, they were up three-one against the year before. Yeah, to compare LeBron going to Cleveland, where his best the next best player on his team was Mo Williams. Go okay? Mo. To <laughs> Kevin Durant, who's the next best players were James Harden and Russell Westbrook. Going to... Uh, Serge Ibaka. <laughs> yeah, go, going to Golden State, who went 73-9 versus going to Miami, who at the time didn't have Chris Bosh yet, only had Dwayne Wade, and uh, you know averaged about a 500-400 record for the last four years. It's like... Those aren't even, you know, comparable whatsoever. Even, like, the narratives of that aren't even remotely comparable because 
LeBron basically willed the Cavs to that Eastern Conference Finals. No, they lost. They, they lost, lost to the Celtics. The, they lost to the the Celtics. They were talking about the 2009-10. Yeah, uh, they Eastern lost to the Celtics. Finals. Yeah, when they lost when to the Rondo Celtics. outplayed LeBron in the series, but that was mostly because LeBron, as we were stating, was like LeBron's Cav. I can speak as the Cavs fan by saying that LeBron's Cavs teams before he when he left, there was like there was no like basic help being put around him. I mean. Like you said, it was Mo Williams, but it was also like Antoine Jameson's like corpse limping around, yeah. and JJ Hickson and Verajao and Jamario Moon and um, Boogie Gibson, no Booby Gibson, I'm sorry, <laughs> and uh, Zindris Elgalskis, yeah, Elgalskis, yeah, <laughs> who's the second highest scorer in Cavaliers team history. Oh God, let that sink in. And Anderson Verajao, I remember him too. Yeah, the flop artist. Oh yeah, big time. And um, basically, like LeBron was the reason the Cavs were even re- like it. W- I know that's really like a obvious statement, but like my m- more of my point is that like when KD was on the okay, was it was on OKC? He still had like Russ and Ibaka, which I think LeBron would take Russ and Ibaka even at that time over and Harden. No, Harden wasn't there. Oh, he he left. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then. Uh, he, That's uh, right. You're right. Uh, you're talking about the, the the year that they played Golden State. Yeah, and, yeah. And, okay. Yeah. The, LeBron playing. wasn't like looking at this Cavs team and seeing how they could improve because their team was tied with old bad contracts and they had no trade pieces because they used all their trade pieces to get those old veterans because LeBron does like having veterans around. KD had a team with Russ and him, which those two at that age are such like important franchise centerpieces that you could move around other stuff to get the players that they needed. OKC was just too cheap by not wanting to sign James Harden to a bigger contract. And then Ibaka was just like, at that point, if you don't have, if you don't have KD and Russ, then there's no point of having Ibaka anymore. But LeBron got his team there by himself. KD could take nights off and have Russ explode. Like before Russ was by himself. Russ would have those big games. People would be like, wow, Russ is like so much more potential than we ever expected. But at the same time, like, like the, Le- the LeBron to KD thing, like you said, is just such a dumb comparison. It's not even close. You don't go from being one game away from being in the finals, being comparative to LeBron versus an entire Boston Celtics team that still had the big three and Rondo. Like that's not even close. <laughs> yeah, and here's another thing too. They said, uh, "Oh, uh, LeBron started the super team." That's a false statement too. The Celtics. <laughs> yeah, the Celtics. In fact, LeBron left the Cavaliers because he could not get by the Celtics. He could not get that Cavs team by the Celtics in the Eastern Conference. Like, yeah. they they bring in Kevin Garnett and and Ray Allen uh, on that team, and what that wasn't the first super team. Did do, do, do people's memories just like forget these things? Like it, super teams have always existed. Yeah, it, it's crazy. Do you think the Bulls team that Michael Jordan on was on wasn't the super team? I mean, I guess you assume a super team by definition is one that is built from trades. Yeah. But the Warriors are a super team because they had three amazing all stars with Clay, Steph, and Draymond being drafted there. But then you add Kevin Durant in, and then you add Boogie Cousins in, and then you basically got the whole Western All-Stars. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I know Boogie wasn't there when KD <laughs> got there. I'm not saying that statement. <laughs> yeah, but no. Yeah, I mean, you have a little bit more respect for a team if they're able to build from within, like Golden. The Golden Warriors, State. when they first went to the finals, were a likable team. Yeah. You're like, wow, this is sick. Like these two guards are insane. And then Draymond Green came around like at the end of the first finals. That was back when Harrison Barnes was on the team. Yeah, and David Lee was the starting power forward instead of uh, Draymond. And then Mm -hmm. Draymond in the finals is when they unleashed their quote-unquote small ball death lineup, which actually changed the game for a massive way. But, yeah, like, big super teams have been around forever. I mean, call me, like, Okay, yeah. Uh, another thing that prefaces the big three in Boston is the Lakers. When Shaq went, that was a fr- how was that not a super team? Explain to me how that wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> they they well, I mean, I guess they drafted Kobe Bryant. But yeah, but they then they in, got they, Shaq. They brought in Shaq. Yeah, I mean, Boston. It was Pow. Yeah, <laughs> bought, I mean, that was after Shaq had left, though. But Boston. Yeah, bringing, I was just Boston bringing in those two big free agents like that uh, in in one summer. No one had done that for a very long time like so i I feel i feel like in this era that was like the start of the the super teams yeah for sure i mean this era definitely will be defined as like the the player empowerment era where players can determine where they go which way or whatever but i think it's very unfair for people mostly it's people who have watched basketball during like the bird magic and uh, Michael era that say like that LeBron isn't better than Jordan. They're like, Oh, well I watched it. Like, well think about this. Like how many times do you think about something that you watched as a kid and you were like, wow, that was such a good like show or whatever. And then you go and rewatch it for nostalgia purposes and you realized it actually wasn't as great as you once thought it was like, I, yeah. I don't know for those who have ever watched it. There was um, this movie called Hoodwinked, <laughs> and I, I actually like that movie. I like I liked it a lot too. I thought it was really funny. I rewatched it this like uh, winter with my friends, and we re- I realized that it wasn't as good as I once thought it was. <laughs> like it aged very poorly, and I think that if you took I I think people need to actually basketball has changed so much so i hate the i hate the part of the lebron michael argument where they go like oh well you know like lebron michael lebron wouldn't last a minute in michael's era because it was so much harder and like the refs were never doing calls and there was none of this like uh, shooting foul stuff like you would be just harassed all game and i don't know who would get out of it but i don't think I think a good player would do well in any period. Yeah, and here's the other thing, too. You want to know what the uh, the Bulls' records were with Michael Jordan his first two years before they got uh, Scottie Pippen? So they, the 84-85 season, they went 38-44, and 44, about a 400, 460 percentage. And then the year after that, they went 30-52 and 52 until they got Scottie Pippen. So, like... Michael Jordan couldn't do shit on his own either. He, and he needed, could barely he needed beat help the Pistons. Too. Yeah. Oh, they, they couldn't get by the Pistons until 91, 88, 89, and, and 90. They they beat them in the, either the semifinals or Eastern Conference finals every single year. And then the people will bring up the argument also of how, like, oh, well, the Michael versus LeBron finals record isn't even close. All right. Well, like, did, did Michael ever get to the finals eight times in a row? In a row? Yeah. No. no. Uh, he had to quit baseball 
uh, quit basketball for two years to uh, get back to that magical form. Yeah. Um, also, last time I checked, LeBron never lost the will to. That, that's what Jordan said in his in his retirement press conference. I've I've I don't need the game of basketball anymore. Uh, I've lost the will to uh, compete. Okay, man. Well, you know, I I, I never heard. Well. <laughs> I never I never heard LeBron saying that he lost the will to compete either. So so how come no one's holding that against Jordan? It's like that. Pe- people want to disregard everything that LeBron does and just talk up Mike MJ every single you know time. There's any comparison between the two, he's always right. It's like uh, it's it's so it it just pisses me off from time to time. It's like people like. It doesn't matter. Every you could give them every piece of evidence to the contrary, and they still say, "Oh no, uh, LeBron's wrong." It's like, dude, come on. Like, okay, well, you know, like if you just want to even look at LeBron's final record, let you could easily like I'm gonna do this off the top of my head. I don't have notes to prepare for this, but you could easily like deep dive into each finals. His first finals was like in 06 when they played the o- Spurs. 07 and they 07. lost 4-0 to the Spurs. Uh, okay, you know, the tip prime Duncan, prime yeah. Ginobili, prime Parker. Yeah, you know, I think no they didn't have David Robinson then. But uh yeah, you know, LeBron by himself, a young LeBron like probably like 23 was going to beat that Spurs team? No, that's unrealistic. That's that would never happen. If you put that's like putting Michael Jordan against like the what like the 86 Celtics <laughs> be like all right go for it go for it beat them by yourself no one else <laughs> yeah. without Pippen without anyone else your next best player can be like I don't even know like <laughs> yeah. Steve Kerr <laughs> yeah exactly and then the next finals was when he went to Miami for the first year yeah and they lost to the Mavs the Mavs that's the only one that yeah I, he, that I don't... he played bad in that finals he was actually running away from the ball in the fourth quarter like yeah but he came back the next year and and just absolutely throttled the torched thunder. the NBA yeah yeah throttled the thunder and then they had their two finals against the Spurs which arguably they could have lost both but because of the Ray Allen three they won one of the two the second time I think that Heat team was just a dead corpse getting carried. I mean, Dwayne's knees were done. Bosch was having injury problems all the time. Those key veterans that came up in all those finals, like Ray, Battier, Haslam, uh, they, they they brought Michael Beasley in Remember on that had, team. They had Mike Mike Miller was on the team for a little bit. Yeah. Too. He was on that, uh, first thunder team. No, he was, he was there for the, the, the thunder and the Spurs first game. Cause that was the, the shoe shot. Without the shoe, that's yeah. Mike Miller's like signature moment, <laughs> and uh, I don't think I don't really count that against LeBron either because you could basically equate that to what happened in the finals last year with LeBron and that Cavs team going against the Warriors. Like you were facing a really good team with a not LeBron has had basically himself and no one else for four of his finals. He's had the 2015 without. Kyrie and Kevin Love against the Warriors. He had this last finals with him by himself because Kevin Love, I mean, Kevin Love's great, but like Kevin Love isn't going to be the player you're going to turn to when like you need, he, he is so like immobile sometimes that he's really only good in the uh, transition with the outlet passes, the open threes he can hit, or he can do some good post up. But when is that ever like any of that LeBron's like, like benefit LeBron likes players who stay in their corner and just shoot. Yeah, and and you know, I I can't stand the thing. It's like, oh, LeBron needed help. Uh, Michael Jordan never needed help. It's like, okay, first of all, like I said, they sucked until Scottie Pippen got there. And here's another thing too: when he retired for two years, they retooled that entire team, and he basically come back came back to like a new team, uh, 
after that. They added Tony Kukoc. Uh, they got Dennis Rodman. I mean, they got rid of Horace Grant to uh, Orlando. But, uh, you know, they they had, you know. The goggles. Yeah. They, they, they had, you know, some good uh, guys that they brought in a- after he had uh, had retired. So, yeah, he didn't need to go anywhere for help. They were The owners were smart enough to bring people in. And that, that's the other thing, too. In the course of NBA history, there's been so many guys who have said, you know what, I, uh, I can't win with this team. I need to go somewhere else. The first one I can think of off the top of my head, Oscar Robinson played 10 years with the Cincinnati Royals from 60, 1960 to 1970. Didn't win anything and said, you know what, forget this, I'm leaving. And he goes to Milwaukee to play with who? Lou Alcindor, or as you know him as Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, because guess what? He wanted to play with a good big man. And what did they do in their first year? They won a title. Shaq couldn't said he couldn't win with Orlando with Penny. Yeah, with with Penny and uh, wanted more money. Where does he go? The Lakers. Like, there's so many examples of guys that uh, can't win with the team they're on that are going to other teams. It's like, at what point do you do you hold the you know managers and the and the uh, the coach is responsible, you know, besides, you know, the, the star player. I mean, the Cavs best coach, the Cavs coaching circle under LeBron was like David Mike, Blatt, David Blatt. Well, uh, I was talking about the first, like first tenure. Oh, okay. Yeah. I would, it was like Mike Brown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I can't remember off the top of my head who the other coach was, I, but he also sucked. <laughs> LeBron, the thing about great players is, at the end of the day, they never want to be coached. I mean, like, that's not like a knock on LeBron or anything. I mean, if you're as good as LeBron is, you know LeBron watches more film than, like, half the coaches in the NBA, period. Like, he has such a intellect about the game that you just – it's un- incomparable at the end of the day. I mean, now we're talking about how the Lakers have essentially <laughs> – they have – three head coaches on their staff now. They have Jason Kidd, they have Frank Vogel, and they have Lionel Hollins now, who is the old oh, Grizzlies great. head coach. Yeah. So that's going to be a dumpster fire of head coaches, and LeBron's going to probably ask that one of them replaces Vogel within the first few weeks. I yeah. mean, LeBron just wants someone who, like Ty Lue, who at the end of the day, like he knows he's a credible basketball mind. He played the game. He just wants him to, like, kind of guide him but at the end of the day LeBron wants to be like the last decision but he knows if he's out of line like I read this thing that like one time in the timeout like Ty Lue was like organizing like a play and LeBron said something and Ty Lue just looks like right at LeBron in the ice he's like, LeBron shut the fuck up I'm writing a play <laughs> and then LeBron was just like all right yeah I feel like he would respect the uh you know the the command uh uh, the, like the authority to command the team right there. Like if, you know, if, if his coach steps up to, uh, to do that. But another thing I want to talk about in terms of LeBron and, and KD and stuff, when people said, you know, KD was a weak, that it was like a, you know, a bad move for, just for him. And, you know, for all the NBA basically turned it, turned it on its head. Do you remember when, then when KD's mom went on first, uh, or I don't know if it was first take, but some other ESPN show, and was like uh, trying to make comparisons between Stephen A. and and uh, her son. Did you ever see that or no? no? So she goes, "Oh well," because apparently Stephen A. said at the time, "Oh, uh, you know, KD going to the Warriors is a weak move." And her response was, "Oh, okay. Well, when uh, 
ES, when when Stephen A. Smith joined ESPN to you know join up with some heavy hitters, uh, was that a weak move? And the whole crowd's like, oh, like you know what I'm saying? It's like that's not comparable whatsoever. That's going Stephen, up. Stephen A. Field. It's like first of all, Stephen A. Smith is not the Kevin Durant of his profession. Okay. Him moving from one network to ESPN didn't turn the entire sports culture on its head. <laughs> like to to compare Stephen A. Smith moving networks to to KD uh, moving to literally the best regular season team of all time, LOL. like the year before yeah. season. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, they they won the most games, you know, that year before. To compare those two moves is insane. Like that was that was like you definitely like reached into like your excuse yeah, <laughs> pile and pulled it, that it one was out. was Like that that's just like so dumb. And you know what? Guess what? If if Stephen A. Smith had you know was was on a great show on a different network and and left to be with slightly better people and a bigger paycheck, then yeah, guess what? There'd probably be a lot of people that saying, "Oh, Stephen A. sold out for the money." Blah blah blah. But guess what? He didn't do that. KD literally wanted more money and he wanted to play with. At the time, a slightly better team, like a lot better. <laughs> well, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll give it. To, I, I, I was trying to <laughs> prove my. This point is right no there, but. slight against the Thunder because any any like NBA. Yes, fan they were knows. a slightly better team, but in terms of wins and losses, they were one win away from from beating that team. So yeah, I'm just saying, like in terms of talent, it was like Russ and I, Russ is like a if you were like grading the players, like Russ is an A, Serge Ibaka is like a B. And then everyone else is like Stephen Adams is like a C, no a B, a B. He's also a B minus. He is a B. He's pretty good. And then everyone else below that was like C or lower. The th- the Warriors are literally Steph A plus, Clay A, Draymond <laughs> A. Then it then you got what like Iguodala B B plus, Livingston B, and then it's like. B minuses on their bench. <laughs> yeah, but the thing with the Warriors is all those B, B minuses can have. You know, B plus and or A nights. Yeah, know, exactly. When you don't expect it, but yeah, that's uh, that's about all I have left on uh, on on my Le- LeBron uh, rant right there. Going back to the LeBron thing for one second. Um, his other coaches that I couldn't remember off the top of my head were uh, Brendan Malone. Oh yeah, Brendan Malone, who um, <laughs> only coached LeBron for twenty six games. He went eighteen and eight, <laughs> and he was fired because he failed to guide the Cavs to the playoffs. He was one of his first two years in the league, and the other one was Paul Silas. Oh, Paul Silas, he's he's old. He was hired ahead of LeBron's rookie season, but he went thirty-five and forty-seven, and then he went thirty-four and thirty in the following season. But he was fired because once again they missed the playoffs. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, if you didn't know who LeBron's coaches were before then, uh, that's why <laughs> they didn't make the playoffs. And then Mike Brown was hired after then. Yeah, so you know, again, just some some great coaches that LeBron has had versus like you know Michael Jordan had. Let's see, uh, Doug Collins, uh, Phil Phil Jackson, who's <laughs> so bad, and that and that's it, right? I mean, I've, and I guess whoever he played for on the freaking Wizards, who uh, cares about that? But <laughs> the White Sox, who <laughs> are <laughs> the coach was on the White Sox? Yeah. What if I told you? <laughs> The best player ever was one of the worst to play baseball. <laughs> he was like God. He's, he's like you've watched that Tim thirty Tebow. for thirty, right? Yeah, he's like Tim Tebow on crack. I don't know how thirty thirty can take like so many boring ideas and turn them into such cool, 
like interesting pieces that get you to read more on the topic. Like that Jordan baseball thing like blew my mind when I first watched it. I'm like, wow, he was like they tried to make it look like he was legitimately good at baseball at the end. They're like, you know, if he's if he kept playing, he maybe one day can make the MLB. <laughs> and I was just like, All right, who are you who are we kidding here? <laughs> Yeah, it's like, yeah, you know, if, if I keep trying really hard, I'll be able to be an astronaut one day. It's like, no, some people just aren't meant to be astronauts. <laughs> I heard. Some people aren't meant to be baseball players. I bought the equipment, though. <laughs> <laughs> I have a trial shuttle for NASA. Oh, man. So, uh, want to move over to the... Uh, We're going to move over to Endgame. A little Endgame review. All right, Nick's excited. <laughs> He's <Come on>. smiling. <laughs> That's my hands rubbing together in excitement. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... I'll let you uh, take this on. What? Uh... So, if you treat Infinity War and Endgame as sort of like this, you know, two-part saga, basically, I discount Captain Marvel in between because that's like we don't we didn't need that. Literally, it, it, she like, was useless. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, she did one or two cool things and got Endgame. a weird haircut. But yeah, <laughs> um, but uh, if you look at those as like a two-part saga, I think Endgame was like almost perfect in in terms of how they they uh wrapped everything up like it was great because i saw uh the last episode of game of thrones and then end game was like five or six maybe seven days later after that it was it before was, it was it was, was it before well i watched it live i watched the um i was really excited for that weekend because it was end game and then it was end game on like friday and then the Battle of Winterfell was on Sunday, and I was like, "Man, this is gonna be a dope weekend." And I was only really happy with one part of it, <laughs> and it, it was Endgame. I just want to preface this conversation by saying I've only watched Infinity War, Endgame, and like three other uh, Marvel movies, being like Black Panther, Iron Man, and like Iron Man Two. <laughs> well, you've seen the two most important ones, but Black only, Panther. No, <laughs> the only other one I'd recommend is. Civil War, uh, Captain America Civil War. That's probably like my third favorite out of. The oh no, I meant Infinity War. I'm sorry. <laughs> Did oh, I yeah. say Civil War? No, no. I, I'm. You said you've seen Infinity War. I'm just saying the ones you haven't seen. I would recommend Captain Mer- Captain America Civil War. Oh, okay. Uh, but uh, I was like, oh man. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, yeah, man. I I think this was like the perfect ending, like which was the exact opposite of what we got from Game of Thrones. So I was really, really happy. Um, I mean, Infinity War, like, you know, definitely set up a crazy, crazy, you know, storyline because there's not a lot of superhero movies that end with the villain winning. And so everyone was like, what, yeah. the, heck, what the heck is going to happen? And, you know, they started off with the, uh, with Thanos using the stones again and then trying to track him down. That is after, you know, Captain Marvel does her basically one useful thing and finds Tony Stark and Nebula, like, floating out in space yeah. and saves them before uh, Tony Stark just dies from <laughs> starvation, I guess. With that, um, oh, my God, I don't even know her name. <laughs> the chicken, the... Nebula. The Nebula, Nebula yeah. yeah, yeah. See, this is just going to be two different worlds clashing. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, man. Good. I'll, I'll, I'll teach you a little bit as as we go along. But, yeah, she, she comes back and, and saves uh, Tony. The only weird thing it was like, why was Tony? So, I, didn't, I didn't really understand why Tony was so mad at at Cap when he came back. He's like, oh yeah, well we lost, man, we lost. It's like, dude, you got your ass kicked by Thanos. 
on Titan and they got their ass kicked on Earth. Like, why are you mad at Captain America for losing? Like, <laughs> it was everyone's seemed like they have beef like yeah. the whole time. That's what I picked up on within the the two movies. It's uh, that uh, Tony Stark did not like uh, Captain America. Well, whatsoever. that's why I, I would recommend Captain America: Civil War because that uh, it expands their beef. They basically uh, have been beefing since then. But uh, I mean, there was nothing he could. There's nothing Captain America could could have done to stop that. So like for him to just blame Cap, I thought was just like, uh, it kind of reminded me of like early Tony Stark, like how he was sort cocky of just Stark. like yeah, arrogant cocky prick, like basically. But uh, yeah, so they do that, and then they all congregate together and realize Thanos used the stones again, and they and Nebula has the key piece of information to say yeah. which planet he was on, and. I, I loved that scene when they go there and confront Thanos. And Thor just comes in. Yeah, and nowhere. Thor just comes in, swaps his arm right off, and they're like, oh, no, where are the stones? And He's then like, I you, destroyed them. And then you find out he, he destroyed them all. And, I, I uh, watched that, and I'm like, wow, this already is over? Yeah, I was <laughs> like, like, wait, what? Because I, I was like, what? Where are all the stones? Like they they need the stones. Like this the whole thing is set up with the stones, and he destroyed the stones. I'm like, wow, like no one is coming back. Like that thought ran through my head, and when he said, "I'm inevitable," and then Thor just cut his head off, I was like, oh, damn! Like, but I was so confused at that point because I'm like, Thanos is the major villain. What they just killed him in the first five minutes. I'm like, what? How is this going to work? <laughs> what are we going to do for this movie now? And like, I had seen some previews where they showed him in like a huge battle armor suit. And I was like, what? Were what, te- what teasing us yeah, here? <laughs> what happened to that scene? Like, is that just not a real thing anymore? Fake footage? <laughs> yeah. So then I I thought the time, the five-year time gap was amazing because when they originally started, like, you know, they did basically, like, the events right after Infinity War. And, that you know, they showed Tony's rescue and, you know, them confronting Thanos. And then after they confront Thanos, it's like a five-year time gap. Yeah. Which I thought was great because I wanted to sort of see, like, what the aftermath was of half the life in the universe just being gone. Eradicated. Yeah. yeah. So, like, they said, like, world governments are shutting down. Like, you, you know, uh, you we saw, like, a, a picture of... Uh, like I think it was Yankee Stadium or City Field, yeah, in New yeah, York, City just Field, being, just being absolutely like it was demolished. used for like uh, a therapy session, yeah. like yeah. Uh, a support group. Yeah. <laughs> I so, side note, real quick. I remember when I was on Twitter, I saw like this thing that was like guides for when to go to the bathroom during this three-hour movie without like spoiler context. Oh yeah, one of them was the Hulk eating lunch. Right? It said like <laughs> Hulk eats lunch, San Francisco sign, New York sign, and like <laughs> Thor play Fortnite, yeah. <laughs> and i was like what <laughs> that's that thor playing Fortnite scene was so funny those are my uh, the the rock dude that's like one of my favorite characters his name's uh korg yeah and, and meek the little insect guy that i don't know if you've seen thor ragnarok but i i did see ragnarok yeah, yeah that yeah. they were my favorite character how you doing i'm Korg. this is my mate meek <laughs> <laughs> and he's got my, he's got knives for hands <laughs> and so yeah we find thor and and meek and and, Thor uh, getting drunk has Korg, a beer gut. <laughs> yeah, Korg uh, is playing video games, and Thor's just pounding beers. He's got the biggest beer gut of all time. Basically, it looks like the big Lebowski. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I love the scene when uh, Korg's like, oh, that guy's back again. And Thor's like, oh, Noob Master 69. <laughs> I, I will come to your house and rip your arms off and beat you with them. Do you have any idea who I am? 
and he gives the, the the headset back to Korg, and he goes, "Yeah, he won't be bothering you anymore." And he goes, "Thank you, Thor. Thank you very much." <laughs> I my friends who are like pretty diehard uh, Avengers fans hated that. They said they hated the way that Thor was portrayed, like being fat the whole time. They were hoping that like when he became back to his like when he, they like suited up again, that he would just be like shredded instantly again. They're like that really sucked. Well, I mean, I mean, I think it makes total sense. His mother's dead. His father's dead. His brother's dead. His best friend got stabbed in the chest. Uh, and he, because he went for, uh, you know, a kill shot to the chest versus the head, he feels like he personally failed and half the universe died. So, like, yeah, I could see someone <laughs> getting a little depressed over that. Like, you know, I, that rant just sounded like uh, the hound when he talked to Brianna Tars. He's like, her brother's dead. Her mother's dead. Her yeah. sister's dead. Everyone is dead. Yeah, exactly. the bell is a pile of rubble. <laughs> yeah, exa- well, and that's too. Asgard uh, got destroyed too, so his home's gone. You know, everyone in his family's dead. <laughs> yeah, he had to kill his sister. <laughs> <laughs> you know like, that makes sense. I mean, who? <laughs> I got. I could get over that within a day. So, like, I thought it made total sense that he'd be a little, uh, you know, worse for wear after that. But that was, yeah, that was. That was a funny scene for sure. Oh, my God. I loved it. I was like as the casual, very, very casual fan. I was like, oh, man, this is pretty funny. <laughs> and then they, um, the savior of the whole movie, essentially, low-key, was Ant-Man. <laughs> Paul Rudd. If you told me Paul Rudd five years ago was going to be a really like important Marvel hero, yeah, I would have been like, what? I think of Paul Rudd and grown-ups. Or no, not grown-ups. So role models. And I'm just like, <laughs> this guy is going to be a superhero? I think of him like in all of like the side role movies, like oh, uh, yeah. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Um, <laughs> he was like the beach guy. up, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he... Uh, but he was great, though. Um, yeah, he comes back like five years later. Because he's stuck, he stuck in, that. in the quantum realm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, you know, everyone's older and everything. Um he goes yeah. to his daughter's house first. Yeah. Have that emotional scene. Yeah. And then <laughs> give uh, the female listeners what they want. <laughs> yeah, and then he goes to uh meet up with Cap and uh and Black Widow, who apparently Black Widow just took over being like the head of the Avengers now. It seems like she's the only one who gave a shit too. Yeah. Everyone else she would like call like Don Cheadle and yeah. like the rest of them be like, Hey guys, like what'd you report today? They're like, Oh my god, she's calling me again. I'm like, yeah. alright, I'll pretend I'm doing something. I'm um recycling on another planet. <laughs> yeah. It's like, but oh, good just... for you, good for you. Keep the environment clean. Yeah, it was like the weirdest group of people. It was Okoye uh from Black Panther. It was Rocket. Um, oh yeah, right. was, was it Mantis and uh, and um, Don Cheadle and Don Cheadle, aka uh, War Machine? So it was like the weirdest group of people that they had like defending the uh, the 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 realm. Oh yeah, it, yeah, it was Captain Marvel, right? Oh, it was Captain Marvel. Yeah, who did I say? Mantis. Yeah, no, it was it was Captain Marvel, and they show Captain Marvel's awful haircut. Like, I was <laughs> like, wow, she went from looking extremely attractive to not attractive. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean they're they're like she I think she's supposed to be a lesbian in the film and like I guess they were trying to play up her like, you know, uh, you LGBTness. Know. You know with what? The that, haircut. That's fine. We're not gonna. We're not gonna touch that. I, yeah, <laughs> that's I, fragile ground to step on. I really don't care one way or another. No, but I like, was just disappointed for myself. Yeah. Not with any of the. Regardless, <laughs> it's a fucking terrible haircut. <laughs> it's fine. Um, love what you love. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, 
Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess that was probably Captain Marvel. They're like, all right, we got to really figure out any fucking way to give Captain Marvel screen but, time. But they played her up as like, oh, she's gonna turn the tide in the. Fight she's gonna be the Thanos. huge cha- like. I remember at the end it was with um, what's uh, the, the dude with the eye? Oh, Nick Fury. Nick uh, Fury. Samuel, yeah. yeah, he's like had to page her before he pa- like died. Yeah, they, they yeah exactly. They put that in the end scene of of uh, Infinity War. It's like, oh, here we go. The heavy hitters come. Okay. I found this on the yeah, web for no. how did Peter die? <laughs> the heavy Check it out. Have absolutely nothing to do for the whole movie except for three scenes. Yeah, because exactly. she has to go. She's like, they're like, oh, are you gonna come back to Earth? And she's like, uh, no, actually, I'm gonna stay here. The galaxy's pretty big. You guys have got one planet. I got like a thousand. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fuck you, Captain America. <laughs> America. Yeah, like, whatever. Uh, all right. Yeah. She Marvel. Probably, she probably did a lot of work on on other planets, but like you know, I was recycling. that's all they do on the other planets is recycle yeah and that's the other thing too like when Thanos's snap snap happened yeah like you know they said world government shut down and stuff like that I don't think it turned into like absolute chaos like in across the entire cosmos she made it seem like she was going planet to planet like mopping up and kicking ass it's like uh probably weren't doing that (laughs) half the planet's Everyone, the half life in general was wiped out. Yeah, it seems like it was more of a humanitarian effort versus like a you know kick ass take names type of effort. <laughs> but like she made it seem like she was like, oh, I've been fighting people the whole time. Blah, blah, I signed blah. up for the National Guard. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm defending the seas. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so what what do they do? Uh, so yeah, they they basically figure out with Ant Man that they can go back in time. So they do all that sick stuff to movies I never watched, <laughs> and they. They redid parts of movies that I never saw. So yeah. I was like, that's pretty sweet. I, I watched it w- like the day it came out with like at this huge theater in Boston. We had like at least 300 plus people watching. And I could tell when they were really cool scenes because you'd hear everyone in the back. Like, oh, and I'm yeah. just like, what am I watching right now? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tony Stark, like basically turned into like a. Uh, a woodsman with his family. And <laughs> oh yeah, they made him on the ranch. Like Tony, you gotta do it. Tony's <laughs> like, I can't. I have my wife and daughter who wouldn't die in any of the situations that went through, but <laughs> I can't leave them. Yeah, and I love how he just like just discovers time travel one night, just messing around. He's like, oh hey, figured out time travel. He's just like, swiping back and forth. Yeah. It's like when you enter the password into your like iPhone when you can't remember it. You're going yeah. like, oh nice, nice, I got confirmed. You're like, yes. He's just like, honey, I discovered time travel. And then she's like, just do it. You're not going to be able to rest until you do this. Like, what? Come on. I thought that was a little bit crazy. It's like, so you're going to send your husband back into the gauntlet, like, full well knowing he's probably going to get murked by Thanos. Like, <laughs> that was that was like, I, I kind of understood it. She was like, you're not going to be able to rest, which is like, you're not going to be able to be your, like, regular self until you figure this out. But yeah. I mean, yeah, that was that that was still I thought it was a love little you funny. a thousand. Yeah, I love you three thousand. Yeah, <laughs> now it's like what every like uh, that's that's like a post that you see like all the time now. Where anytime it's like any Iron Man thing, like love you three thousand. Yeah, have you seen the one and then it's Andre three thousand going? All right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 okay. <laughs> but yeah, so they they decide to go back in time, and uh, they get the Hulk's help too, who now has. Mastered his form. He's merged his forms to become the professor, and he's like, you know, basically like chilling with little kids and stuff. I love, I love how he's just constantly handing out tacos to. to I know he's like, you want a taco? Yeah. And then Ant Man's like, hey man, you want like my autograph? I'm Ant Man. 
who the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. And uh, so, yeah, so they decide to go back in time and, you know, they figure out where all the stones are. Uh, that was in, pretty sweet. In the past, which I thought was pretty cool. So, like, they uh, they were able to take them from the past, but their plan was to put them back right at the exact time. So, technically, they never left at all. And uh, it was basically like a, a Marvel best of, like, you know. Thing. Yeah. Because they went through, like, a lot of cool scenes from the from the old uh, movies. Like, I especially loved when they showed Chris Pratt. Uh, I love that part. Yeah. yeah. Come and get you. <laughs> like, I That's the part that sticks in my head. Yeah, where you like, just see him punting like the rats <laughs> across yeah. the room. Because I love that in the original Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> and then when they showed it in this, and uh, Don Shield just comes up and just molly wops him in the face. They like He turns to the, the nebula, uh, yeah. and he's like, is he just like, he's like, no, he's like, so so, so he's stupid. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, <laughs> he's he's pretty stupid. Yeah, that that was uh that was pretty cool and they uh I like the Loki scene where the infinity stone goes off to Loki, Loki just goes Whoo! and then yeah. he just like hop grabs it, hops into a portal, never comes back. Yeah, that set that set up the Loki because I was wondering, I was like, how are they gonna do a Loki T V show? And then that set it up nicely for Loki to Wait, you're doing a Loki T V show? Oh yeah, Disney Plus is doing a Hawkeye uh T V show. Is it gonna be with the actors from the movies? Yep. Oh, they already wow. confirmed. Tom Hiddleston is playing Loki. They're doing a a, a Scarlet Witch show. They're doing a. Uh, oh, I'm forgetting a couple of them. There's a there. What is there? There's a there's the Scarlet Witch show. There's the uh, the. Oh God! Why am I forgetting all these now? I was so psyched about them. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like every time Nick sees me, he tells me about the new Disney Plus shows. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. So. Uh, I'm gonna have to look up the Disney Plus shows, but oh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. That's supposed to be one of them. But how is it gonna be the Falcon? Because he's uh, well, I guess we'll get to that at some point. <laughs> a good transition. Yeah, but yeah, they're coming out with a lot of Disney shows or uh, Marvel shows on the new Disney platform, and they confirmed that all the actors are gonna be from the movies are gonna be in the show. And then uh, they had that also with that Hulk moment with um, what's the dude. Who accesses all the portals, Professor? Uh, oh, um, it was Stephen Strange's old master, uh, uh, the Sorceress Supreme. I forget what her name was, uh, but yeah, she was like the master, the master sorcerer before Stephen Strange was. And yeah, the Hulk's like, I'm looking for Stephen Strange. He's like, uh, You're about two years too early, <laughs> and he's like, Oh, yeah. That and was nice to have a little cameo, cameo from her because she she was pretty cool in Doctor Strange. A doctor straight. I was saying like Professor something. I was gonna say like <laughs> Professor Nebula or something. That dude that dude was just seemed like a prick. <laughs> no, doctor every, Strange. Yeah, every time I saw him in the movie, I never saw like his movie, but every time I saw him, I'm like, dude, this guy's just a prick. Oh yeah. I mean he uh that's he he sort of started out as a prick too. Like he was a world renowned surgeon and his hands uh got messed up so like he uh they shook so much that he couldn't do surgery anymore. So he's looking for all these remedies and he finally finds like this place in like India or somewhere where he can, yeah. uh, or it might be Nepal, Taiwan. Yeah. Where he can, you know, they learn him the teach him the mystic arts so he can, you know, channel energy and make his hands better and stuff <laughs> like that. So, uh, yeah, but he, he played a pivotal role with the, uh, in the infinity war movie, looking into the future and seeing what they had to do to, uh, to beat him. But uh, yeah, so basically they they all get these cool suits from Ant Man. Oh yeah, those the, were the pretty sick. <laughs> the pim particles, and uh, they all go back in time. 
in their respective uh uh you know worlds movies and that they have to go back and stuff into like that. yeah so thor thor grabs the uh the power or the uh the ether the reality stone um and then what's her name hawkeye and scarlett johansson scarlett johansson <laughs> have to get the uh they get two stones or I, they got one i thought oh they they got the uh the, one soul, that, the soul stone. The one that Thanos had to kill his daughter for yeah. in the Infinity War. Nebula and Don Cheadle got the power stone. Uh, Bruce Banner or the Hulk got the uh, the green stone, the uh, the time stone. And then that leaves the uh, the, the Tesseract, the space stone uh, that was Captain America and uh, Iron Man. Iron Man and, and Ant-Man. And, uh, hey man, just gets randomly thrown with them. You, they're yeah. like, and it's like picking like a softball, t- like a kickball team. Like, and we'll take Ant Man. Ant Man's like, yes, yeah. It was crazy how they didn't know how you had to sacrifice someone for the stole. St- yeah, how did stone. that not come I up? I thought that scene was so funny. How Scarlet's like, no, I'm gonna kill myself, and then Joey Barton or Hawkeye's like, no, I'm gonna kill myself, and it's just like, oh, he's like, you have a family, and you're like, oh shit, you're right. Yeah, it's but like, I hate him anyway. Like, who's, <laughs> who's gonna, gonna kill the cliff? Yeah. Who's going to kill themselves first? It was like a competition. Like I a thought. pros and cons list. All right, well, I have a family, and you're single, and your biggest claim right now is that you're running a Avengers team of five people left, yeah. <laughs> and my, my entire family was wiped. So what do we got here? Yeah, that was uh, that was definitely a crazy scene. I was really sad Scarlett Johansson died. I've never yeah. seen any movies with her in it, and she looked really good oh yeah she's she's very very beautiful i'm not a big sure. movie watcher for those who are shocked that i've never seen a movie with scarlett johansson <laughs> I, I was like looking at it, i was like oh my god who's that and my friend dan who's we all know dan he's been on the pod he he looked at me he's like dude she's been in like a thousand movies <laughs> he's like how do you not know she existed <laughs> but yeah so basically they go back in time and everyone comes back except for scarlett joe who uh you know, <laughs> took the blade. Unfortunately, yeah. So two people have died took, off that clip. Sacrifice, yeah. And uh, yeah, they they get the uh, they get they make their own glove and have it working. But little do they know that Nebula couldn't come back to the future because she was her computer programming was interfacing with her 2014 self yeah. and uh, screwed everything up. And she gets captured by Thanos, and then Thanos knows that. Uh, you know, they he actually won in the future, and this is a, a oh yeah, because he like hijacked he her, hijacked her like memories and became a projector, projected <laughs> them, yeah, so, and like sees his own head being cut off and stuff, and he's like, oh, this is what destiny looks like. I won, like so. Yeah, uh, Thanos schemes a way to bring his entire army and ship back from 2014 uh, through the portal. Because they send a uh, they send the 2014 version of Nebula through the portal with with everyone else and and she hijacks the machine and, and pulls him through, but that's before they make Bruce Banner put the gauntlet on and do, do the, the snap. old snap to uh, bring everyone back. As his hands like incinerating, yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, it's fine, don't worry about it. <laughs> like, so I'm... let me get this straight: because the Hulk is like this massive human being, he suddenly is immune to third degree burns. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, yeah, apparently the, it was like there was high levels of radiation. They said it was a lot of gamma radiation, which was the radiation that turned Bruce Banner into the Hulk in the first place. So he was like, oh, well, if there's anyone who can deal with gamma radiation, it's going to be the guy who got blasted with it 20 <laughs> years ago. So, yeah, I thought that was cool because that was another thing. Like, there's been so many different comic book uh, versions with the Infinity Gauntlet, and people are speculating, like, oh, who's going to 
who's going to do the snap, who's going to bring people back. And it was like, oh, wow, the Hulk? Like, I don't think a lot of people saw that coming. No, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that that was. I thought that was awesome. And then we get to the good old final battle. Where, that was, uh, yeah, dis- I thought. That, like, I could have, you could have had the first, like, well, how long do you think that was? Like, 30 minutes, that battle scene? Oh, yeah, probably about 30, 45 minutes. Yeah, like, 40 minutes. You could have had, like, two hours and 20 minutes of a shitty movie, but that battle scene alone, even just for me, was, like, super sick. Oh, yeah. It was, like, just seeing, like, them all come out of the portals was just, like, even just, like, before that, like, when you, th- well, that, the moment that, like, for me, is what I'll always think of Endgame for is when Captain America just goes, like, gets the hammer out of nowhere. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He finally became worthy. Yeah, I, I never I, – everyone freaked out in the movie, and I was like, wait. I was like, wait, what does this even mean? Like, is it like – is he, like, a thunder god? <laughs> like, is that what it is? <laughs> then I learned that, it, like, it was teased in, like, another Avengers movie that, like, he had it move a little bit. Yeah. And then Thor's like, he definitely is worthy. And he's like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. It didn't even move. <laughs> yeah. So, like, there – it was uh, – I think it was Age of Ult- Avengers Age of Ultron, like, everyone tries to pick up the hammer and no one can pick it up at all and then Steve Rogers gets on it and it moves a little bit and Thor's like oh shit and he gets like scared for a second but then he can't move it (laughs) and he's like see no no he wasn't worthy but uh yeah at some point he finally becomes worthy and I love it at one point Cap takes the big axe and Thor has the little hammer and he goes no 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 you get the small one (laughs) (laughs) I liked when that happened then you see like Thor after he got thrown into like a pile of rubble from Thanos. You just see him like, I fucking knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. That was great. But yeah, when, when they bring all the people in the portals, that was so sick. Like there was like a thousand six, six different armies that they brought in. Like the whole Wakandan army they brought in. Wakanda. Yeah. <laughs> like they, they brought in so many people. Like it, that was <laughs> so sick. Um, yeah. That battle scene was absolutely insane. Uh, and I, I, think it was great how they uh had iron man actually pick up the gauntlet or get the stones so for a second character to, to take Snap control it. of the gauntlet and i love the the line where he, thanos goes i'm inevitable and he snaps and nothing happens and he turns around and he goes oh yeah well i'm iron man <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then snaps and everything but yeah i thought that was such a cool ending to the series like and especially when uh cap goes Avengers assemble and then they all just start charging hardcore. Yeah. Like that was, I, I was like, I got chills down my spine. I was like, Ooh, <laughs> this is dope. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was like salivating at the mouth watching that. But, uh, yeah, that, I, th- I feel like, uh, it was a really good ending the movie. Unfortunately, Tony died, uh, you know, in from, that scene from that. Snap. And then Peter Parker comes back and he's like, Oh no, yeah. Iron Man. Hey, Mr. Stark, we won. <laughs> I don't know why anyone finds that dude charming. He's so fucking annoying. <laughs> Every time I see him, he's a whiny little bitch. Tom Holland. <laughs> and I learned he like spoils all the movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They actually, had, they hired someone to watch him during interviews to make sure he doesn't spoil anything anymore. <laughs> yeah. He'd be like, Oh, this cool thing. Oh, <laughs> he was always with, uh, Doctor Strange, it seems like in interviews too, and the guy who pl- uh, Benedict Cumberbatch was just like, "Oh, for fuck's sake, this <laughs> yeah. dude just like doesn't shut up." Yeah, man. And then uh, I guess the final part of that movie that everyone talked about was the the passing down of the American Shield. <laughs> oh yeah, I thought that was the perfect ending for Cap, just because that dude had been through so much since he got unfrozen from the ice. Like, 
he, he had to deal with so much crap. I was like, I'm glad he finally got the ending that he wanted and to be uh, with his lady. Yeah, to just be with his lady and and be back in time and everything. And honestly, I was like, yo, I bet you old Captain America could still kick people's ass. Like, <laughs> just like, throw the shield. Like, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was a little upset with him passing the shield to uh, uh, Falcon, just because in the comics, uh, Winter Soldier actually dons the Captain America shield and outfit uh, and takes over the mantle. Like, that makes sense. He's a super soldier as well. Like, he's got a metal arm, which is sweet. And he he would he could, you know, wield the shield. Anthony Mackie, the, the dude who plays Falcon, that dude has no powers. Like, <laughs> he's just a regular dude who wears a Falcon suit. Like, what, is, he's, what does he do? Yeah, nothing. He's oh, not going to be... I'm genuinely a, asking, like, what what is he? <laughs> He's the, you know, he wears, he's got the, the metal falcon wings. So that, all he does is fly. Yeah, he was the dude who would fly with the goggles and everything, and he could shoot people. And he, I mean, he was a sick flyer, but I mean, he doesn't have any, he doesn't have extra durability Has or he strength had his own or movie? anything. No, he oh. was in all, he was just all in, in all Captain America's movies. Well, that is awesome. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know how they're going to make him Captain America. I mean, unless they give him some sort of super soldier serum, which. If they do that, then I'm fine with it because, like, that's the thing. Captain America is supposed to be, like, the guy who's way more in shape than everyone else. Like, Yeah. You know, not just, like, a regular dude who, oh, here, just take this shield. So, Well, I guess based off what America, <laughs> the average American looks like now, I guess it's kind of ironic that w- this is what Captain America is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that it's just some dude who's not <laughs> remotely, <laughs> like, this insanely jacked, like, CrossFit dude. <laughs> yeah. He'll be like, I go to the gym twice a week. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, you said you wanted to talk about what the uh, what you think it's going to happen oh, for yeah. the series. So, I mean, the next so technically the end game movie was the end of phase four of the or excuse me, uh, I think it was end of phase three maybe, but it was end of one of the phases of the Marvel, uh, you know, MCU the cinematic universe, and now they're moving into a different phase with new heroes new villains everything and the first movie is going to be the new spider-man movie far from home and it looks like uh mysterio is going to be in it jake jill oh God, i don't know I, jake jill and hall i'm having my reservations about because he's been terrible in other movies but <laughs> he's going to play mysterio the guy has some cool powers it looks like they're going to be taking on the elementals which are like almost gods basically that can like fuse themselves with different elements like water oh, air, it's like the fire. fantastic four yeah and uh <laughs> There's rumors that Norman Osborn, the uh, the guy who was Green Goblin, uh, oh. might might be the next villain in the uh, in the new phase of Marvel movies that they're coming out with, which I think would be pretty cool. Is it always going to be like a group against one, or is it like going to be a group against a group? I don't, I don't know. That's well, I mean, uh, Norman Osborn had the uh, was part of the Sinister Six, which was like a group of. Uh, spider-man villains that all got together and uh and wanted to take down spider-man so i i could see them you know having some sort of group on group action right there for oh sure. yeah but yeah whatever they do it's it's definitely going to be uh going to be interesting and uh just from what we've seen the little bits of the spider-man movie i think it's they're moving in a cool direction you think when does that movie come out uh i think july or august so relatively soon maybe we'll have to do a review on that oh absolutely <laughs> All right, but until then, uh, I think we'll be back on Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> We're getting the nod from the co-host. It, it's going to be Tuesday. <laughs> uh, and then we might have to 
finish up our talk about the the finals it might be over by then and maybe we'll talk about what that could mean or we're going to talk about what happened in game five that changed but also we'll definitely include more cooler talk (laughs) we're hoping to include that in every episode but until then uh thank you all for listening uh you can listen to us on uh soundcloud spotify or itunes so once again thanks for listening